This yeah. is a weird one. This is this is a weird one. It's a good song, but it's not a good song. There's all kinds of different ways to feel about this song. There are many different. Yeah, there are yeah, many it, different. It, uh, it evokes a lot of angles to come at this from. How are we going to come at it, Mark? Uh, we're going to come at it. Uh, I don't. Well, I'm very curious to see what uh, what angle you come at it from. But I've got I got notes. This song has history. It does. It does. The good, the bad, the Marines. <laughs> the good, the bad. And the English pop song. Indeed. You ready? I'm ready. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best. But have largely dodged public ridicule until now. And I did that without a script. Damn. Can you believe it? No piece of paper? No piece of paper. Remember the piece of paper. The Nothing on my paper. phone. Nothing yeah. on your phone. The the piece of paper is in the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I've grown. You have. I, I dare to say, I mean, how many episodes in are we? Like now more than, I, more than ever. Yeah, more than ever. Now, now I say more than ever. I'm grown. <laughs> so grown. So grown. Now I say more, more than, than ever. ever. Come on. I... Oh, well, let's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we can. We can. Because that's what we're here for, and people already know. They've already read the title. They have. I'm Mark. You're Seth. And Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight. Not been that, that, that. Well, Dexy's. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's just some British soup that's meant to confuse you. Dexy's Midnight Runners is here mm-hmm. to confuse you tantalize you entertain you and make you go entertain you and make you go what the fuck did he just say dexies with no apostrophe no none it is not a it is not a possessive it is not no it's it is a plural not. it is uh i guess yeah. it is uh named after um dexedrin a brand of dextroamphetamine <gasps> oh my used God. as a recreational drug among northern soul fans it's the end of the 1970s early 1980s and a band called the killjoys uh, breaks up and Kevin Rowland, uh, one of the remaining uh, members, um, he uh, starts a band and, be- and and remains the principal member, a singer and principal member of Dexy's Midnight Runners for pretty much the remainder. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, he was the singer, songwriter and co-founder remaining in the band through all the transitions and only Rowland and big Jim Patterson, who's a trombone player mm. appearing on all the albums because no offense to him. But what else is a fucking trombone player going to do? I They're going to have trombone strength. <laughs> you may as well just go ahead and hang out. Yep. Um, uh, so, yeah, he uh, he joins this band. Uh, with a guy named Kevin Archer, mm-hmm. uh, and they um, they start doing this kind of stuff, <laughs> which is which is I don't know what the fuck it is. Well, it, there's a kind of a name for it. I don't know if are, have you heard of Northern Soul before? I have. Okay, yeah. do you are you aware of it? Do you know what it is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it was very popular in Britain, late seventies Britain. Yep. They would go to dance halls, and you would hear a band. From typically northern England, not always. These guys were from Birmingham, which is kind of middle England. Um, and they would try to emulate... Birmingham. Birmingham, if you were uh, If Aussie, they lived there. Yep. If you were Aussie. Um, who is from Birmingham as well. Um, they would try to emulate the American R&B groups of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And, and they created a really popular dance scene with some, in reality, damn good music, Mark. hmm Yeah. A lot of good northern soul. Yep. They... Um, 
They opened up for uh, Hit Ska Band the Specials. Oh, no. And um, no, saw no, that they were wearing no. suits on stage, decided they wanted to get their own uh, own look. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, subsequently dressed dressed in, quote, donkey jackets or leather coats and woolly hats, a look described as straight out of De Niro's Mean, mean streets. streets. Have you ever seen Mean Streets? Yes. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. And might I say... It is the where Robert De Niro looks his coolest. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And he's got that grown, kind of like a Peaky Blinders look. Uh, yeah, and uh, kind of his, his hair is kind of like uh, Liam and Noel Gallagher in that movie, well before the Oasis ever existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's a Scorsese, Scorsese movie. Yes, a very good one. Um, so yeah, they said they wanted to do their own movement. They want he wanted to make his own movement. And uh, seeing the specials uh, doing uh, doing their thing, mm-hmm. they decided they'd go ahead and take a shot at it. Um, and uh, I will go ahead and say right now, Kevin Rowland sounds like a miserable piece of shit. Does he really? Um, you know, yeah. now you know probably a little more about his personal life than I do. Yeah, I don't know his super a lot. All I know is that um, he worked them to the fucking bone, which isn't th- there isn't necessarily anything wrong with. Um, he noted anyone joining Dexies had to give up their job and rehearse all day long. We had nothing to lose and felt that what we were doing was everything. So it sounds like we have a British version of a James Brown or George Clinton. Yeah. Who essentially worked his band. Both of them worked their bands to death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked them to the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he uh, they recorded one album and fired everyone. Either wow. everyone either quit or or got fired, which is ironic considering a song that they did later. Go ahead. Um, so they get a new band together and they release uh, their second album, and uh, that is the one Turaye. that has yes, yeah, yeah. Um, that is the one that ha- to Raye is the one that has the hit single, "Come on Eileen." Come on Eileen, which Jamie described as both a descriptor and. A function, yes. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I wish that Jamie was here for it. Which there's a lot of. It's easy to make fun of that, and then you start looking at the lyrics, and you start realizing that. Uh, oh, there's some. It is some definitely double entendre. It. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, won best British single at the 1983 Brit Awards. Okay. Voted uh, by the British public as the nation's sixth favorite 1980s number one. Mm-hmm. Was ranked number 18 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And was named as Britain's best-selling single of 1982. And that doesn't come as any shock. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, there are a couple different versions of this song. What's funny is when I brought up um, Spotify, the top two songs for them are both Come On Eileen. One is the radio edit and one is the album version. Right, right. Uh, the album version um, listened to 300-something million times. Right. That doesn't shock me either. No. No. Now, I have to ask you, before we get started going over these lyrics, how do you feel about Dexy's Midnight Runners, not so much Roland himself, but as a group, the music, what you know? Just how do you feel on the Don't really know much about him. This is the only song I really know. Um, in researching this, I found out they had a song called Gino. It's a good song. Which I've heard is a good song. It is. I have not listened. I almost listened to it, but I didn't. It's yeah, it's a good song. A little peek behind the curtain. Seth and I are doing a back to back tonight. Yeah. So we had a little bit of a lull, um, and uh, we just crammed. Yes, we did. However, I do know Dexy's Midnight Runners from something adjacent in that time period. There was a show called The Young Ones which, mm. that was great in early Britain, and every week it was kind of odd show to have a musical guest on. But they had a musical guest on, and one of them was, of course, Dex- Dexy's Midnight Runners. Of course. And they did a song 
that I absolutely love. I, every wedding I go to, I dance with my daughter to this song. It's Jackie Wilson Said by Van Morrison, Ooh. which is a fantastic song, and they don't <clears throat> do a bad job of it. It's really not that bad. It's pretty good. Um, and I might want to add that you had said they recorded an entire first record and then got rid of almost everybody on it, which, like I said, is ironic considering something coming up. Van Morrison did that all the time. He would record with an entire group. As soon as the album was done, fire all of them. It was very commonplace. So I find it just a little bit ironic that they did that with, um, you know, their first record into that. And then, of course, recorded a song like Jackie Wilson said, one of the best, uh, in my opinion, one of the best Van Morrison songs that there is. Uh, it's not one, you know, it's not like his spacey cosmic stuff. It's more pop and R&B, but I absolutely love that song. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I I do too. I am a huge huge fan of that. I love, I love the Morrison. horn playing in it. Yeah. Um. So here is um here is a very interesting come around to you mentioning that. Okay. <clears throat> Producer Clive Langer call recalled to Uncut Magazine August two thousand seven. We recorded it as James Van and me, James Brown, Van Morrison, okay. and Kevin. Cool. That was the original chorus, singing about people who influenced him to write the song. Wow. Like he mentions Johnny Ray. And then he came in one day okay. and said, I want to actually change the lyric completely. It's a working lyric, and we actually liked James Van and me because we've been working with it and got used to it. Kevin Rowland added, it did give me confidence when I wrote Come On Eileen, but you know, when you write something, you get confidence momentarily. Clive didn't think it would be a hit. He told me that. He said it wasn't as good as Celtic Soul Brothers, which is another one of their That's songs. another song, yeah. And my manager didn't think it would be a hit. He said he thought it was trying too hard. The record company wanted to release Jackie Wilson, but in the studio, we got some things right, and we got that right. This, they, they were right. I mean, if they were out to sell a million... They wound up doing getting 300 million listens on Spotify 30, 40 years later. Yeah. It, it worked. It worked. Now, I have problems with this song beyond the lyrics. Um, as a youngster, when I would go to clubs, you would hear this song, and everyone would sing along with it like automatons. Like they were, as it came on, it evoked this nostalgia for the 80s that the people that were dancing along to it and enjoying it, I know I looked in their eyes and I'm positive that they felt they had some sort of insider status just because they knew the chorus to come on Eileen. You know, that it was like they were, they were on to something, that there was something special about it. And the whole time I would listen to it and go, no, it was just another pop song from the 80s. That's all it was. There was nothing kind of like the same feeling, and you might disagree with me on this, that I would get whenever I'd see a big giant group of people dance and sing along to Blister in the Sun in a club. A better song. Right. A better song. But And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong sure. with Come on, Come on Eileen, but it just always evoked this image of the person around my age, the Gen X, that felt like they had some sort of crazy insight into the culture or the zeitgeist, so to speak, because they knew a little bit about Come on Eileen or a little bit about Blister in the Sun, which made me dislike the song for a very long time. Yeah. And it's not it's it's an okay song. It's there's nothing wrong with it. But it it is there is there such a thing as being too nostalgic sometimes? Well, I mean, this song is interesting because it's the lyrics are pretty good, though 
I will say I think that it's going to have a pretty high creep factor for me Um, because it kind of goes back. The the, the lyrics almost have two sides. I don't want to get too into this before we get into the lyrics, but it's almost two different songs. And one of them is a really, really good fucking song. I agree. Where the lyrics are about nostalgia and about being young and 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 hopeful and then the other one's being about young and fucking horny and and having a bunch of horny friends that are like your wingmen who are like fucking right all horned up right uh and that's definitely where it gets a little weird there are parts of this song that are well crafted yes well crafted there's there's no doubting uh no getting around it um and that being said mark how does this song start uh, well, it starts with a little bit of fiddle if you're listening to the album version. Okay. Now, the single version just starts with a boop, 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 right. boop, boop. Now, the album, I do want to point this out, that the fiddle that you're hearing on the album version is a song called Endearing Young, Young Charms. And for anybody that's listening to this podcast in the English-speaking world, you have heard this song. It was made famous by a guy named J- Father John McCormick in the 1930s. And it's uh, it essentially is uh, believe me if all these endearing young charms that I've gazed on so long uh, fondly today were to fade like tomorrow no fade like the and feed in my arms like fairy wings fading away mm-hmm. I would still be adored as this moment thou art let thy loveliness fade as it will and as the dears Abide it still fervently still. I can't remember all the words. No, that was pretty impressive. I was taught that when I was a child. And he actually sings the at the end of that version, mm-hmm. uh, the first couple of lines there. Basically, what's played, uh, what's played at the beginning on fiddle plus a little bit, right? Um, to kind of give you the little. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Irish. But then we go into. Yeah, we go into <laughs> the rest of it. Right. Right. Um, I guess one thing else that I'll mention, um, this uh, rhythm, the bump, ba-bump, bump, bump ba-bump, bump. largely taken from It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I just mentioned earlier with Tom Jones. Love that song. Um, yeah. Um, Carlton. And <laughs> um, uh, lots of records we liked had that bump, ba-bump, bump, ba-bump. We felt mm-hmm. that it was a good rhythm. We came with a chord sequence ourselves and just started singing melodies over it. Um, and uh, yeah, off they went. And then they made a song about being fucking horny. Uh, the song is based on a true story. Kind of conflicting reports on whether or not there is an Eileen. Uh, some things you read say that there isn't. Some things you read and it says there is. I'm sure there was an Eileen in, in his life, if not in name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, um, so Eileen was a girl apparently that Kevin Rowland grew up with. Their relationship became romantic when the pair were 13. And then according to Rowland, it turned sexual a year or two later. Um. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff about how he was raised a Catholic, uh, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, right. and was an altar boy. And, of course, that uh, toughness of growing up and becoming a sexual being and being religious and being scared of your own sexuality. In Birmingham. Uh Yes, exactly. All right. Uh, well, let's... Uh, Come on, Marky. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Poor old Johnny Ray sounded sad upon the radio, moved a million hearts in mono. This is going to be weird. If anything, this is going to be, I think, teaching people some lyrics that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this may be the first episode where, for a lot of it, we're kind of praising the lyrics. I know I will be. Yes, I will be too. I agree. Um, this is um, this is making a reference to uh, John Alvin or Johnny Ray, mm-hmm. who is an American singer and songwriter and pianist. <laughs> um, and uh, you little boy. Yes, yes, and he's cited by uh, by critics as a major precursor of what would become rock and roll. That is absolutely correct. Um, yeah, and I mean, a lot of Did like it, Tony Bennett calls him the father of rock and roll. He is he is a progenitor to re, to rock and roll. White Soul. He did a song called "Cry" that is actually really really good. Um, originally from Oregon, he didn't have like at, what what people were shooting for at the time is what you would think like the classically beautiful beautiful voice. Right. There was a sincerity and authenticity to his voice that shined through. A la, you know, guys like let's think of like, you know, Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Not a classically beautiful voice, but you heard that soul in it. There's all kinds of soul there and it just comes through beautifully. Moved a million hearts in mono, meaning both mono and supposed oh. to stereo and at once. Yeah. Mono meaning at once. Kind of cool. A great double play. It is. <laughs> but great. I do have to say this. The way he fits it into the meter of the song, million hearts in mono, it's kind of awkward. He does a lot of awkward vocal stuff in this. Yeah. The, the, He's definitely cramming some stuff in here. Sometimes cramming, sometimes dragging things out to try and make both, you know, fit in both terms. Our mothers cried, sang along, who would blame them? Who blame them? Yeah, this is another one where the, the, the meter and, and the way that the verse works is just kind of odd. He makes it work better in this regard than the first verse. Yeah. Uh, that mono that, that rings out. It's but still, still, I think um, this is a little it's more. That, it's that weird shifty meter stuck to in it. there. Yeah. Then we shift gears into Hornyville. Yep. You've grown, so grown, now I must say more than ever. It's like talking like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, back in the day, our moms. By the way, I can't help but notice those titties. Yeah, exactly. Remember all the emotions that we felt when we were kids? And by the way, you've got big boobs. Wow, yeah. you're stacked. Holy yeah, shit. Exactly. And, and the really strange thing is they it grown, grown, grown. It's used four times in two lines. <laughs> Why does it need to be emphasized so much? And to say that you're grown up now more than ever, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> because you're older. Uh, you're always older. Thanks, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... You know, you're yeah. older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. And, now and then you're he follows it up with two ra lu ra lu ra, which are the words I want to say when I want to say that you got big boobies. You know, so. <laughs> An Irish lullaby. Yeah, exactly. Two ra lu ra lu ra. Irish were singing about. They were singing about boobies back in the day. Hush now, don't you cry. Mm-hmm. That's an Irish lullaby. Yeah. So, I mean, they're um, definitely just kind of throwing in some words here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a reason for that or right. if they were just like literally like this will be good to throw in here and just have this part. It just fills out the song at that particular time, which is, I don't know, sometimes better than that mono thing. That mono part in that first line really fucked with me. Yeah, the the uh, mono part didn't really mess with me very much. I, I, I didn't mind it. Um, I take a bigger issue with some of the. Uh, some of the other ways that he crammed words in sideways. Right. There is a little bit more to this um, to this verse. And it's uh, after the Tura Lai, Tura Lurulai, Rai, uh, we can sing just like our fathers. 
which I, I I wondered how that, you know, how does that fit into what we're going, you know, what we're talking about? Yeah, I think it fits. Uh, it has a, a bigger uh, it fits better in the picture. Um, I, I guess it fits kind of with the beginning of the verse, but it will definitely fit more in the second verse. Uh, and not to give too much away, okay. I will tell you what it says in genius.com. This is one of the lines that ties the themes of the song together and makes it genius, especially for a one hit wonder in the U.S. from the 1980s. While the narrator and Eileen might be convinced of their inv invincibility and their ability to avoid their parents' fates as common laborers, their parents were at one point just as convinced that they could do the same uh -huh. and just as eager to have sex without caring about the consequences. Of course, we know how it turned out for them. So this is... Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm kind of in shock that something so insightful came out of genius. And that's what I'm saying. Well, and that's the thing. This is in one part. I This episode is a praise praise. Yes. And you didn't know it was about this thing. Right. The other part is about it being like gross and kind of weird, which right. we're getting to now. Well, it does. I do know that it gets to that. Oh, yeah. Aware, yeah. Come on, Eileen. Oh, I swear what he means well, at this moment. You mean everything at this <laughs> at this moment, just right, right now. At least he's being honest, I guess. Like right now, nothing means more than you. I can't say that all the time, right. but this I'm really fucking horny. All those songwriters that you know, like uh, the Stephen Merritt line that I came up with that I told you about before, that's so deep. And let's say, and we'll and I when I say let's run away, I mean just let's stay the night. Well, this reminds you know me. I mean? This gives me heavy. Um, Paradise by the Dashboard Light vibes. That too, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, this is definitely screaming like, yeah. oh, like whatever it will take for me to get off right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You in that dress, my okay. thoughts, I confess, verge on dirty. Oh, come on, Eileen. Um, so basically, you know, he's uh, he's seeing Eileen in this this dress, and it makes him want to fuck her silly. <laughs> <laughs> How's that yes. for song music? Well, I mean, com. you just caught me there for a second. I I do want to say that from something that you referenced earlier, that apparently Eileen was a girl that they both were thirteen and then fourteen when it turned sexual, something which 15. is not maybe a little questionable. But and the way the reason I say it's just a little questionable and not really questionable is because they're both the same age. Yeah, this is not a Christine sixteen. This situation. is not a Christine sixteen. This, this is, is not, not a seventeen. A, a wang situation. dang. Yeah, Sweet nobody's wang. being wang, wang danged. Um, I mean, maybe they will, but you know, at least it's it's not uh, it's we're not we're not going felonious in this song. <laughs> felonious monk. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just uh, this, and he's getting a little bit of backup from his crew right. uh, <laughs> with the what he means from the horn section, um, the and horny like, section. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we go back into the verse. Come on, Eileen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then here we go again with the the brilliance. This yes, uh, I these, agree on this one big time. Yeah, these people around here were beat down, eyes sunken, smoke dried face. They're so resigned to what their fate is. Okay, it's kind of something that I've through reading um, that I've kind of familiarized myself with. Um, do you know what this is driving at? Do you know what he's talking about here? Have you looked at any genius stuff? Yeah. I okay. mean, well, I know that he's I mean, in large part, not to put too fine a point on it. He's talking about yeah. <laughs> he's he's talking about people working in coal mines, yes. working, working industrial jobs, industrial England, yes. which Birmingham was very much industrial and wearing um, beat down eyes and smoke dried faces. 
you know, they would work next to these Coke ovens or they would be chimney sweeps. They'd look like, you know, uh, Dick, what's his face in, uh, in, in Mary Poppins, you know, uh, you know, they'd have, they'd have soot on their faces right. and their, their faces would age prematurely, you know, and, um, and they would be resigned to their fate. That was the most that they could hope for. Yeah. Was, and they're, you know, and they're resigned to that fate. Right. And I think. This is a song of hope at this re- in, in this regard, but not us. N- yeah, no, exactly. never. But not us. No, no never. never. Yeah, we are far too young and clever, and this God. is what's tying back to the father. Yeah, saying that okay, we'll sing just like our fathers did. Right, and the fact that these people they're talking about, these people with the eyes sunken, smoke dried faces the people that are beaten down that are All resigned right. to what their fate is that was that is their father so we got full on irish poetry going on oh right yeah I mean, I mean this for is real. it's great yeah it's that's, it's this great. is some good shit yeah we are far too young and clever which is just what their parents thought right their parents did the same exact thing it's, it's like a circle <laughs> to ra lura to ra lura a mm-hmm. and you'll hum this, this tune, tune forever um and uh and we and you know how perfect is it that we still are? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that I mean, everybody dies frustrated and sad and that is beautiful. We're talking yeah. early eighties. I mean, we're talking, we're what? 40 years out. Yeah. Yes. And we're still singing this fucking song. Yeah. Um, on, uh, on, um, on genius. It is common for people to become attached to songs. They hear when they're young and listen to them repeatedly as they get older. Oh, Eileen will most likely end up humming the lullaby tune to Ralura, a lot as she gets older, most likely to hear to her children, to her but also children, herself, absolutely. illustrating how most people's tastes get stuck in their youth. This line forms a parallel with and we sing just like our fathers, which holds the same position in the previous verse. Mm-hmm. Taken together, it's potentially pessimistic vision of joys becoming routines and eventually ruts. Okay, so so goddamn. And it's then, fucking beautiful. And then we turn around yeah. and get fucking horny again. <laughs> and I don't understand it. The verses are so fucking poetic. Well, Mark, you and can't then, have another generation without some fucking going on. Well, that's true. But yeah. I mean, like, this one is where it starts getting a little bit uh, a little bit fucking weird. Okay. Uh, come on, Eileen. Oh, I swear. What he means. Uh, come on, let's take, take off, off everything. everything. That pretty red dress. Oh. <laughs> Eileen. Tell him yes. Now you're picturing yeah. a bunch of guys being like, oh, fucking horny, jerking off. Yeah, oh, Eileen, fuck him. Yeah. I thought it's you know, the direction of where this is going to, you know, like, is he talking about himself? You know, I'm I'm trying to get you out of that dress, but now you're saying tell him yes? Well, as I, he's going I think to the second person? Tell him yes is another being. That is the group singing. Okay. So it's that that pretty red dress. Eileen, tell him yes. yes. Okay. It's all, it's like basically his like throng, like (laughs) trying to tell him wrong. This is kind of, it's kind of a gangbang situation. (laughs) Not a gangbang, but like, you know, Uh, like like they're going to fucking try and Some sort of fraternity, like voyeuristic. (laughs) Right. Like they're going to watch. Peer pressure. Uh, I don't want to say fraternity like any of you fraternity people, but we do have this vision of that's what the kind of creepy donkey shit that goes on in fraternities. I'm sorry. Then he says, ah, come on, let's, ah, come on, Eileen, (laughs) which after a bunch of people saying, yeah, you should let him fuck you, saying, come on, let's come on, Eileen. Yeah. Uh, definitely gives some but, um, gives me pause. I mean, he's a poet. 
He knows all about double entendres. Let's come on, Eileen. It's yeah, it's there. It's 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 following the the the, the pattern. That pretty red dress, Eileen. Tell him yes. Come on, let's come on, Eileen. Please. And he gives this whiny, yeah, please. please. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and then uh, and then we have our big build up. Um, come, come on, Eileen to Leroy. Come on, Eileen to Leroy. Uh, now you're full grown. Now you have shown. Oh, Eileen. What has she shown, Mark? Well, so that's. This is a, this is, it seems there, there are two, two modes uh, of thought, uh, modes of thought here. Yeah. One is titties. Yes. I think that's one what is, Kevin's thinking about. One is him. titties showing. Right. The second is that she's pregnant after okay. them getting off that red dress at I, some point. I, I, is, is pregnancy more innocuous than just Well, when you say that titties? you're showing, yeah. it usually means one thing, and it ain't talking about titties. You don't say to a 13-year-old, you're showing. I don't think. The only regard is I've that never raised a daughter. once again talking, yeah, <laughs> it's a little, uh, but, <laughs> you know, in regards to where you're talking about, you know, they're, they're 13, 14-year-olds, 14 years old, and he just was talking about her dress. You know, so maybe he's he's talking about, you know, the curves that are developing in, you know, in, in her body at that time. Maybe that's what he's referencing. However, I like to think that it is what the, the second one that you spoke of, that the, it, it, she's showing a bump from pregnancy because it it goes along with the whole cycle. You know, singing yeah. the songs to the children, singing the songs just like our fathers did. And and believe it or not, there's something innocuous to me about, you know, talking about, you know, somebody showing pregnancy. I think that's slightly better. Oh, yeah. Sort I of. Mean, yeah. Sort but of, I, yeah. Let's be honest. We're probably if he's still trying to bang her, it's probably talking about seeing titties. Probably. Even though it doesn't honest. make much sense. Yeah. So then we have um, this weird part that's like underneath that I had never noticed and i don't think you'd notice it either it's a bridge but not a bridge well i mean this whole build up but there's these lyrics that Uh are underneath yeah that i had never noticed um and as this starts getting faster and faster in a hava nagila-esque uh (laughs) build-up um he says uh, say come on eileen these things they are real and i know Mm -hmm. how you feel now i must say more than ever Things round here have changed. Wow. I, it, I never, I never, I never noticed it before. I That's just wasn't what this podcast were, baby. Yeah, I just, I, I, I. I That's what we're doing attention. here, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's an interesting fucking, it's an interesting about face for sure. Kind of. <laughs> I mean. Mark, this is, god damn, you know, I go into a lot of these podcasts thinking, oh, I'm going to trash this song and it's going to be fun, and then I come out at the end of it feeling really bad, and we found problem-esque things about this song before we started, but kind of what a fucking joy this song is. The verses are a joy and the choruses are a fucking creep fest. They are, but it still ultimately ends at, this is, this is not bad, Mark, it's, yeah, and I, I think, man, what a silence that was too after after I read that. I just... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, it, it's definitely an interesting thing knowing what the song is about when it's something that people just kind of like sing and, and joke about and right. make 
uh, you know, oh, I have a name tag that says Eileen. I have come all over me. I'm, I'm come on Eileen. <laughs> and then you look at the lyrics and you go, this song is actually, this is one of those songs where you can imagine, this is like, this is going to be a very bizarre um, comparison, but this is like Dexie's Midnight Runners Call Me Al. It's wow. like, yeah, because like Which, Call Me Al is always joked about, uh, but it's such a serious song. It is so we fucking, should actually do that song. Uh, listen, it would as, be a very a, interesting I love song. These, uh, Call Me Al is, and it's so weird you bring that up, because I, there are times when I fucking hear that song. Like I, I off, we have Disney passes, and oftentimes that song will come on as on the radio as we're riding to Disney, and it just it evokes so much in me when I hear him sing. You know, uh, I'm ducked back down the alley with this little bat-faced girl, you know, roly-poly back. And, and uh, um, you know, why am I soft in the middle? How did I get here? You know, I, 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 it's it's deep like this. It's deep in the same way. It is, and it's treated like a joke you know, because aging. the music video is funny, and they got Chevy Chase in there to try and sell right. records and put out it's a music not, video. It's, it's about aging. But the song is about his life falling apart. Yeah. And... It, it, it's one of those things where you don't realize what it's about because you're just like because the chorus is goofy yeah and uh and everybody pictures them doing the little dance and it's wearing so, the blazer with th- the those sneakers lyrics to that song are so fucking beautiful they're okay. really they're like the best so this song is like that it's yeah. like everybody's just like ha ha, ha we're and i didn't about, know yes i did not neither did i I'm, i thought even when i'm going through the lyrics and like picking them apart and writing what i am and then going over you know and, and doing a little bit of background reading about what they're about. I still did not get the depths of this fucking song until we're doing this. Yes. You know, it's it's really kind of amazing. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> oh, I swear what he means. At this moment, you mean everything. Right. In a few minutes, you won't. You in that dress, my thoughts, I confess, verge on dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, Eileen. Um, come on, Eileen. Oh, I swear what he means at this moment. You mean everything. So what you're saying is that it's beautiful. We should pay attention to it, but don't listen to it with your kids. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the thing. When you really break it down, what it's doing here is it's encapsulating to an extent what it is to be young. Yeah. To have your whole life ahead of you and to um, be naive of the future, to think that you're never going to die you're never going to get old right i'm never you know and you know i i remember man you you know when you and i first met i was waking up at one o'clock in the afternoon going to bed at seven in the morning are you talking to me or are you talking about i'm talking to you me about me yeah i was like i'm never going to be awake during the daytime i have no interest in it when i'm driving around at night i could just drive through red lights it doesn't matter like at night that late when no one's around It's like no rules need to be applied to anyone because there's no one there. And I loved that solitude. Um, And then one day you find out, oh, well, you know, maybe I will end up being awake during the day. I have to function in sync with the rest of the world at some point. Or yeah. Or you get a job offer. It's like, well, this is a job that is going to be way easier to it's easier to get jobs during the day. Yeah. Because there are so many, right? And um, and then you know you use things around here have changed, yeah. <laughs> and you go, oh, okay. Well, I guess yeah. uh, I guess this is, I guess this is the way it's going now. I this guess is what it's you gonna, know going to be no matter what, yeah. And at the All same that time, idealism just goes out the window. Mm-hmm. All that that beauty, yeah. And at know. the same time, being fucking horny. I was just about to say, and <laughs> and by the way, Mark, take off your dress, right? Yeah, so, I, I confess, yeah, they verge on dirty. 
I I think that maybe there would have been a better way to come across with the whole, you know, the the cycle comes and goes around. Oh, look at your showing, without having to you know go into the crassness of you know hey take off your dress you know i'm thinking dirty all the time yeah it, it wouldn't have been necessary i'm not saying that it ruined the song it didn't but um but man I, this is amazing i'm gonna look at this song in a completely different way every single time i hear it now a completely different way and you heard how what i thought of it when we started the show yeah yeah uh, it took them one day to record this wow that's awesome um that happens knocked billy jean off the number one spot. No way. Did it really? It did. And what's more. And bi- by the way, Billie Jean was there for fucking ever. The next number one hit was Beat It. This is the song that kept him from getting back to back number one hits. Wow. This is the song that was in between. Wow. Um, uh, what? Uh, someone in the comments. There are loads of comments about the song everywhere, obviously. Okay, but you because heard, it's you, such a beloved song. Can we say that you found the best ones? I mean that that genius that you found. It well, was genius really is almost insightful. always a, a a home run when you're doing it with a good song. Right. Um, these are comments from Song Facts. Someone mentions an oft-used word here on the podcast. It doesn't help the creep factor <laughs> that they're used. They're, they're chasing a 13-year-old Eileen in the video, and they are all now adults. Right. Um, so that was. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. That isn't well. I wouldn't say insightful, but yes. No, no. It's it's uh it's there he's right. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I mean there are just loads of people who are talking about the video, talking about the song, mm-hmm. um, and just basically arguing with each other. Um I'm not arguing. No. I'm I, I've I'm looking at this song in a whole new light. Yeah. I am. It is it is definitely enlightening, and yeah. hopefully we enlightened a couple of people. Hopefully, um, because you know, holy shit! Like, uh, yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Who fucking who fucking knew that this song that everyone you know jokes about and overlooks constantly? I here's here's what it is. Here's I'll break it down and leave you with this. I looked at it as the song that all the people dance to in a specific club in Fort Myers at the end of the night. And they're like, hey, we all know this song. And it did. It evoked a nostalgia because it was from the 80s. And most of the people that I was in there with were, you know, grew up in the 80s. And it was an 80s song. So I guess, and I didn't like it for that reason. But I guess I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics. And they're kind of, those lyrics kind of bring it all full circle in that club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is not to Didn't the even ex- knew it was happening. This Didn't is not to a, an extent of all I want to do is make love to you. Yeah. But it is still very enlightening and and will I think hopefully give people a newfound respect for the song and kind of and then also realize that the peer pressure heavy chorus <laughs> from the horn where section. it's this guy yeah, yeah. where the horn section is going Hey, tell him yes. Tell him yes. And she's just do what he wants. I'm 15. Like fuck, man. Right. Like calm down. Like why are you trying to get me to fucking Could I please live my take life? my yeah take <laughs> my dress off for this dude. Yeah. Uh, creep factor. It's it's got one. Um, it it's got one. Does. I'm gonna go with like I don't want to give it a high one now because I have such a high opinion of this song now. So I'm gonna give it a 2.5. I'm gonna give it a 5.6. Wow. I mean, it's pleading a girl through a couple of choruses to have sex with him. And that's not the most creepy thing in the world, but it's not the least. Yeah. And, okay, and, so and the fact middle. that other people are involved 
gives me a little bit of pause. <laughs> okay, um, I, that you know, will bring it up. Think, I of, think of yourself going up to someone and being like, "Hey, like I'd like to take you home tonight," and uh-huh. then like me and Mike Cosden. No, 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 no. <laughs> and a couple no, of people going, try. going, "Hey, yeah, why don't you? Yeah, why don't you go home with them? You like, know, it's like." You know, we don't. And the rest of need. Table Nine walks up and goes, <laughs> exactly. "Marks old band." Tell him yes. <laughs> Tell him yes. Do what he says. Um, okay, next song. Next. Let's song. go ahead and wanna... let's go ahead and make it a little. Uh, I don't you know. Can if we go, can go. I'm going to say fun. right now. I'm going to make an executive decision. You can go any direction that you want because I'm so happy with what we just did with this song. I, yes. I really feel good about it. It's really good. strange, but because uh, I expected not to feel like this at the end of this episode. You can take it to creepy, you can take it to weird, you can take it to stupid, any direction you want, I'm good with. We're going to take it to some 41 oh, yeah. with their hit song, Fat Lip. How so do you feel going, about that? So we're going the stupid route. We're going stupid. Okay. We're <laughs> dare gonna, to be stupid. We're going to dare to be stupid, yes. <laughs> it's like spitting on a fish, Mark. Because it's nothing like... makes me happier than trying to edit a podcast where I have to <laughs> recite lyrics uh, over very, very fast spoken uh... lyrics. Um, but I do it to myself, and I do it because I love this this podcast, listen. and I do it because I love you. Thank you, I love you, and too. I love the people that listen. Absolutely, and please tell your friends. And Mark, this was I what mean, a joy, huh? For a back to back, I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to feel I'm not going to feel really great after this one. I'm probably you're, gonna, you're shining. I you're loved showing this fucking. I love this song now. I am showing. You are showing. I'm no, I was talking about your titties. Oh, those. <laughs> God, voluptuous babies. I'm tender. Oh, it's that. Oh, I'm close. <laughs> All right. We're going to go down. <laughs> so listen. We're to, going down <laughs> listen, in an earlier <laughs> round. <laughs> listen to some 41. Uh, we will be back next week. It's so tender. Somewhere between my mouth and your Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>